Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues AHL affiliate Springfield Thunderbirds are advancing to the Calder Cup Finals after winning in a thrilling Game 7 over the Laval Rocket. I'm going to be talking about that. Plus, Jake Neighbors is a member of the now WHL champion Edmonton Oil Kings. He'll be playing in the Memorial Cup. Huge stuff there. Plus, the Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning played in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals last night with a thrilling overtime game. So I'm going to be talk- excuse me, talking about all of that and more in a fun episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and like I said, got a really fun, busy episode for y'all today. A couple of celebrations are in order, as like I said, the Blues AHL affiliate, Springfield Thunderbird, have advanced to the Calder Cup final, and Jake Neighbors hoisted himself a trophy as the Edmonton Oil Kings became AHL champions. Now, before I get into any of that, I do want to uh, kind of apologize. I know I haven't uploaded a new episode all week. Um, I've been traveling for work. Uh, I had a, you know, I, I work remote, so that's why it's a big thing that I can get these episodes out uh, pretty consistently. You know, don't have to worry about commuting back and forth. But this week, we did have a in-person gathering uh, at our office. So, you know, Monday, I drove all the way up there. Tuesday, Wednesday, I had work stuff from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, and then I had to drive back yesterday as well. So it's been it's been crazy busy um, for me lately. But that being said, I'm really psyched to get back into this because there is a lot that uh, we got to cover here um, between the AHL uh, championship that's going to be happening with the Springfield Thunderbirds, uh, the actual Stanley Cup championship that's going to be happening um and um jake neighbors as well you know putting him putting on a show um 17 points in 19 playoff games uh captained the edmonton oil kings on their way to the memorial cup um and also well not winning the memorial cup yet but you know getting there getting into the tournament um plus um you know winning the whl championship anyways um beyond that let's get into the first thing on the agenda and that is the springfield thunderbirds now the springfield thunderbirds those of you that don't know are the blues ahl affiliate they found themselves in a seven game series against the laval rocket heading into game seven which was last night um with a chance to make it to the calder cup finals for the first time since 1991, and boy, did they put on a show. They scored first pretty early on the power play, two minutes and 40 seconds into the game. Um, or sorry, they didn't score first on the power play. Laval had a power play early on, uh, and Chucky Sideburns, Charlie Lindgren, uh, put on a show, made some great saves early on to, to prevent Laval from getting down the board um, with their power play, and then 
Springfield had a power play a little bit later, which they were previously 0 for 29, so sounds familiar uh, to the Blues' woes of the past. Um, but they did score in this Game 7. Um, Matthew Pekka was able to score a wrist shot goal over Laval goaltender Caden Primo, 6 minutes and 45 seconds into the first period, and Thunderbirds didn't really look back after that. Um, Laval had a really good chance to score. Um, they ended up pretty much missing an empty net that would have made it one to one. You know, pretty pretty big break there for the Thunderbirds. But then you know after that it was really, it was really just domination. Um, the second period for Springfield they had twenty shots on goal in that period. Uh, Laval did a good job of keeping them off the board initially, but Dakota Joshua. Uh, was able to get a big insurance goal, putting the Thunderbirds up 2-0 about halfway through the second period. Uh, and then, you know, after that, it was pretty much all she wrote. Um, Sam Anas and Huma King were able to uh, set up Nathan Todd, who put the Thunderbirds up 3-0 at that point. And after that, it was it was all Thunderbirds down the stretch. Um, Charlie Lindgren ended it with a shutout. Uh, and the Thunderbird got one more goal with an empty netter from Dakota Joshua. Uh, Lindgren was amazing in that game. He had 34 saves in a shutout. Um, you know, they definitely, Laval definitely had some good chances to come and tie up the game, but uh, Chucky Sideburns did his his job and, and kept them off the score sheet in really dominant fashion. Just spectacular game seven stuff from him, from the veteran. Um, you know, obviously he had some, some good moments with the blues this year with the big club, but really happy to see that he's, you know, leading the charge, um, leading the Springfield Thunderbird to a Calder cup finals appearance. You know, I think the first game is Sunday at 4 PM Eastern, you know, and with the blues out, I'm going to be focusing on that pretty primarily, um, alongside, you know, the rest of the news, but it's great that, you know, even though the blues are out, some of their young guys, some of their depth guys are, are putting together a really strong performance here um, in the Calder Cup playoffs, and that is allowing them to, or at least allowing me, to still have some content to cover, which is great. So really exciting game there. Uh, good stuff from Dakota Joshua, like I said, Huma King with a big assist, um, a guy that two guys that I think could compete for um, bottom six minutes next season, and then, you know, obviously Charlie Lindgren. Um, with a spectacular shutout there in a huge, huge game, one of the biggest games of his career. So great stuff there all around. Let's go Thunderbird on um, Sunday. Obviously, I am from Mass. They do play about two hours from me, so I don't know if I'm going to catch a game, but it would be nice. Um, definitely going to be watching on TV, though, uh, or on online. You guys should, too. You know, they're a lot of fun to watch. They play old-school, old-style hockey. Um, so if you miss that, if you miss Blues hockey, they play a similar game. Uh a lot of fun there. That being said, though, in this second segment, I'm going to be covering two things. I'm going to be starting talking about Jake Neighbors um, and his playoff performance that has allowed the Edmonton Oil Kings to advance uh, to the Memorial Cup after winning the WHL championship. Uh, so good stuff there. And then I'm also going to be talking about game one between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche, giving my prediction for the rest of the series. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. So you know our friends over at Built Bar always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built Bar has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. For the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both the mud pie, mud pie bar and the mud pie puff. Not sure what it tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this. You better prepare yourself. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in, of course, 100% real chocolate. 
and get this it's topped with a cookies and cream crumble you've got to try the mud pie bar as soon as possible or the puff and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for the limited for a limited time visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself and if you're not convinced luckily they saved the best for last it's actually good for you really all built products are low calorie high protein and low sugar the mud pie bar or puff is packed with 16 grams of protein only 150 calories and eight grams of sugar it's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate pie and wrapped it up just for you chocolate mousse whipped cream cookies and cream crumble stop drooling get to built.com right now order yourself a box of mud pie bars and puffs now you won't regret it go to built.com while you're there use code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your order that's code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode All right, so in a bit of confusing fashion, the Edmonton Oil Kings defeated the, not Springfield Thunderbirds, but the Seattle Thunderbirds. I, I had to read that a few times overwards. I'm like, wait a minute. Did did, did Jake Neighbors beat his own, own teammates technically? And then I realized it was Seattle. Whatever, regardless. Um, 2022 Western Hockey League WHL Championship was on Monday night, um, or at least game six was um, on Monday night. And the Seattle Thunderbirds were defeated 2-0 by the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, they were able to win the series 4-2. And Jake Neighbors assisted on both goals in that game, bringing his total to 14 assists in 19 playoff games, along with three goals. So 17 points in 19 playoff games. Um, great stuff from him. Also just impressive team stats. The Oil Kings only lost three games throughout their playoff run. Uh, and Jake Neighbors is the captain of that team. So, you know, he had himself a great playoff run, 17 points in 19 games. But also just losing three games only is is pretty huge, especially considering they lost two of them in the final, which means before they got to the final, they had only lost one game. Um, and, yeah, Neighbors was the captain. You know, good leadership experience for him there. Um, good job of him to, you know, captain his way to a WHL championship and be one of the leading scorers for his team. Uh, on top of that, uh, you know, lots of assists assisted on both goals in the series clinching win, the championship clinching win. Um, looking like he's going to be a really dynamic playmaker for the St. Louis Blues if and when he makes the big club, which I would assume to be this upcoming season, more than likely. You know, he's 20, he's probably going to be 21 um, in the next season. And he showed some promise in his nine game stint with the Blues earlier on in this season. Uh, showed some tremendous, tremendous, tremendous passing ability. Uh, and obviously that passing ability was reflected in his performance here um, in that championship game. Now they're, the Edmonton Oil Kings are heading onto the Memorial Cup, which is sort of just the, the various champions of the um, various Canadian leagues. So he is not done yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do um, as he continues play and continues his pursuit for another trophy. But that being said, speaking of trophies, uh, in this final sort of portion of this episode, I'm going to be talking about, you know, the big trophy, the Stanley Cup, uh, because we got game one last night between the Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning. And Tampa started up the game looking like they were going to do what they've been doing for years and just sort of sleepwalking their way to another Stanley Cup. They went up 3-1 on their home ice. And uh, up until last night, I believe uh, home teams up 3 
by two goals in a Stanley Cup final game had won their previous 63 matchups. So the last 63 times a home team had a two-goal lead in a Stanley Cup final game, they won. However, the Colorado Avalanche are no slouch. The Colorado Avalanche are the best offense the Tampa Bay Lightning have probably ever seen in the playoffs. One of the best offenses this NHL has ever seen in the last, you know, however long uh, you want to go back. You know, probably there's probably some Gretzky teams back there that had some ridiculous offenses or whatever. But in terms of modern NHL, the Colorado Avalanche have a Harlem Globetrotters-esque offense. And they proved that uh, towards the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, Tampa was already looking a little shaky. I think um, Colorado's first goal of the night was off of a Victor Hedman turnover, which is something that's pretty rare from him. Um, you know, Tampa was getting outshot pretty heftily. I think the heading into overtime, it was 34 to 20 or something like that. Or at one point it was 34 to 20, regardless, um, Colorado was out shooting Tampa, you know, Vasilevsky was doing his thing, acting like the best goaltender of our generation, which he honestly might be, you know, move over Carey Price. Unfortunately, I think Vazzy's got himself a spot there at the top. Um, but that being said, you know, it didn't deter the Colorado avalanche, um, I think goaltending is by far the biggest discrepancy in this series, and that was shown early as Darcy Kemper gave up three goals on not that many shots, and Vasilevsky had only given up one goal on a lot more shots, and then all of a sudden, the floodgates open for Colorado, and it's 3-3 heading into the third period. Um, third period was very back and forth. Third period was a good indicator of what I expect uh, the rest of this series to be. Uh, very back and forth, couple power plays for either team. No one could really capitalize. There were some big saves made, obviously. Um, you know, right at the end of regulation, there was a big save that could have ended it. Um, but, you know, heading into overtime, I think a lot of people were expecting the game to go uh, go into a couple of overtimes. I know Twitter was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I'm sitting down here prepared for five overtimes because that's the way the game was looking. It was an incredible back-and-forth game. Um, even though Tampa had just blown a two-goal lead, you didn't really feel like that they were, you know, discouraged or, or lacking motivation or anything like that it really felt like these were two very very even teams that were going to be competing at a very high level in overtime um and they did at first um bit of back and forth play in overtime you know um nothing too crazy for either team and then victor hedman with his second huge turnover of the night puts it right on the stick of the Colorado avalanche uh in the neutral zone they broke into the zone took a shot got deflected. I believe it was Nishushkin got the got the rebound on that shot, passed pass it over to Andre Burakovsky, who fired a one-timer past Andre Vasilevsky to give the Colorado Avalanche a one nothing series lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning just looked shocked, um, you know, especially considering they had just killed off a power play. Uh, Patrick Maroon flipped the puck over the glass at the tail end of regulation, and everyone was like, oh, man, imagine if they lose off that. And then they didn't. They killed the penalty, and it really felt like momentum was going to shift in their favor, and it kind of was. You know, Colorado couldn't get a whole lot going in overtime until Victor Hedman, the, you know, likely maybe the best defenseman on the planet, um, had a pretty egregious turnover, his second of the night, his second turnover leading to a goal of the night, uh, that led to a one-timer goal for the Colorado Avalanche, uh, and now they lead one nothing in the series. So in this third and final segment coming up, I'm going to be talking about what that game means for the rest of the series, my series predictions, and more, so make sure you stay tuned. All right, so here we are. 
you know, day off from the Stanley Cup final. Um, I believe the games are every other day. I believe the next game is tomorrow night. Um, that being said, though, Colorado does have a 1-0 series lead, which I don't think a lot of people expected, um, especially, you know, given um, given the way that the game started. So the next game is uh, Saturday night. So they're getting, they're getting two days off in between games. Uh, my bad there. So anyways, yeah, I mean, like I said before, you know, I kind of went into the game stats. Um, I, I don't have the exact number in front of me, so I might be getting it wrong. But the previous 63 times that a home team had a two-goal advantage in a Stanley Cup final game, they won. And Colorado blo- broke that trend. Uh, not only did they break that trend, they broke that trend against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who had won back-to-back cups, or who have won back-to-back cups, um, and are looking to do something that hasn't been done in a long time and three-peat this year. And they have beat some tough teams on their way here, and they have made it look fairly easy. Besides that round one matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which went to seven games, they steamrolled the Florida Panthers, only allowing three goals the entire series, um, and then you know went down 2-0 to the New York Rangers and then never looked back and won in six games. Um, Colorado Avalanche, on the other hand, have only lost two games in the entire playoffs up until this point, courtesy of your St. Louis Blues. Uh, so that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. No, no big deal. No big deal. Um, part of me really hopes that the Avs are able to sweep this series just so, you know, the Blues can have that little, that little, um, uh, pat on the back of, Hey, we were the only team to beat the Stanley Cup winning, uh, Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that this series is going to go six or seven games. Um, and I honestly think it could go either way. I think, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they're, they're a super team. They're the best team in the league. Um, they're going to win this series handedly, even though they're down 1-0. And yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning are really good. Yeah, they've won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Yeah, they've embarrassed some teams on their way to uh, getting into this Stanley Cup final. But they have never, ever seen an offense like the Colorado Avalanche. This league has never really even seen an offense like the Colorado Avalanche. Kale McCarr might be next in line at that number one defenseman spot, especially after Victor Hedman's poor performance last night. He might be the number one defenseman in the NHL. He leads the Colorado Avalanche in scoring up until this point. He has been an absolute beast for them, and he even struggled in the series against the Blues, and he's still, I think he's got like, what, 22 points in 17 games or something like that. He has been ridiculous for them. Um, I mean, obviously, Nathan McKinnon, um, you know, those guys, the usual suspects, but then they get, they get contributions from guys like, um, uh, like, uh, 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 Andre Burakovsky. I couldn't think of his name. Uh, Burakovsky has been great. Um, Valerie Nishushkin, I think had nine points in the, in the regular season and now has 11 points in the playoffs for the Colorado Avalanche. They are getting, they're getting that depth scoring that, you know, maybe we weren't anticipating them getting, um, they're getting contributions from all around, um, and that is something that makes them extremely, extremely dangerous. You know, you, you look at the goal scorers last night. Gabriel Landeskog got there first. Okay, fine. That's expected. And then Nashushkin gets their second for his sixth goal of the year Arturi Le- or of the playoffs. Arturi Lekkinen has seven goals on the playoffs. And then Burakovsky gets himself the game winner, once again assisted by Valerian Nashushkin. It's like, well... What do you do if if not only can the Avs beat you with their ridiculous top-end stars, they also have these depth guys coming in and producing and playing well. And you know what? Darcy Kemper holding his own. I, I was very critical of him throughout the Blues series. I called him elite before the series, and I rescinded that, and I still rescind that. I, I don't think he's an elite goaltender by any means. But when you 
are a goaltender for the team like the Colorado Avalanche, all you got to do is keep them in the game, give them a chance to win. And he kept them in the game. When they were down by two goals, he kept them in the game. It could have could have gotten out of hand, absolutely, but it didn't. Um, and because of that, you know, the Colorado Avalanche had a chance to win, and they did. And when you're goaltending uh, for an offense as potent as the Colorado Avalanche, you don't have to be an elite goaltender. You you know, it would certainly help, but you just got to be a good goaltender. And I think Darcy Kemper is a good goaltender. And that's all it took last night for the Avs to win. Uh, that being said, series predictions... I think, like I said, I think this is going to go six or seven games. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to say the Colorado Avalanche pull it off. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning have never seen an offense like the Avalanche. They were up two goals in last night's game. You don't really see that the Lightning blow leads like that. Um, you haven't really seen them blow leads like that in their recent success. So, I think the Avs are going to kind of shock the world, shock the Lightning, and come away with a Stanley Cup championship when it's all said and done. Uh, that being said, though, that is all the time I have for you guys today. So I'm going to have all of that covered for you and more as the Stanley Cup continues, as the Calder Cup continues, and as the Memorial Cup continues, plus, you know, off-season news, all that good stuff. It's a busy time for the Lockdown Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new upload. Like I said, apologies for the lack of consistency. I've had a bit of a crazy busy schedule lately, um, but I'm really looking forward to getting back on track and getting you guys daily up uh uploads until the end of the stanley cup final so that being said uh subscribe to us on youtube as well at lockdown blues hit the notification bell that way whenever i upload a new video you'll be the first to know leave a comment try to interact with all the comments and stuff i really enjoy reading them really enjoy the feedback there follow all of the lockdown blues social media accounts at lockdown blues on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok you can follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl that being said thank you all so much for listening and as always let's go blues